The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm solid to the crack, never change me and my son the rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid, could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. And nothing else. Welcome to Sportfire, a sports comedy podcast and the only podcast that combines two things. I'm your host, Adam Weinrib. And reminder, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the Kevin Cash app, the only payment app that takes the good money out in the sixth inning, sitting courtside at the Barclays Center asking Nas if he's going to finish those boneless wings, and playing in a loop in Joe Lenardi's head as he slowly loses his mind. Later in the show, Jesus and Mero writer Josh Gondelman stopped by to talk about his beloved Boston Celtics and also Duncan. But to start us off, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. J.J. Watt signed a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals this week. Watt had specifically said he wanted to sign with a Super Bowl contender, but also included the addendum, I'd also like to be able to crush and eat my quarterback. Watt will reunite with former Texans teammate DeAndre Hopkins in the desert. In a related note, Jack Easterby thinks he finally figured out butternut squash soup. Just take the squash and, and you mash it up, and there's soup. The deal came after a Peloton profile purported to belong to Watt listed the finalists for his services as Cleveland, Green Bay, and Buffalo. But Watt's Raya profile says he's interested in Giants and Patriots. Due to disagreements with the front office, Russell Wilson is now getting closer to asking for a trade away from Seattle. Said Pete Carroll to his advisors, wait, now it's good to pass? Wilson's list of preferred destinations emerged this week. It's the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Unembarrassed, Wilson quickly corrected, Oh, God, sorry. That's my list of teams it would be funniest for me to disappoint. <laughs> Preferring the Bears. I mean, come on. You guys you guys could have figured that one out. Spring training games began this past weekend in Major League Baseball. Fans will be allowed in at limited capacity, or as the Tampa Bay Rays call it, an unprecedented swarm. Francisco Lindor showed up to Mets camp in the jacket from Coming to America 2. In another tribute, the Mets training staff has always just been Eddie Murphy in various disguises. Plenty of burning questions still remain as the MLB season approaches. Will Fernando Tatis Jr. measure up to the big wooden pointing guy outside roller coasters that says you must be this tall to ride? Can the White Sox make the leap over this Kia Soul to win the 2009 dunk contest? Can a single Yankee read this question without hitting the 60-day IL with eye blisters? To be fair to the Yankees, it is burning. A lot of ash coming back at you off the paper from that question. At the very first Tiger Spring training game, a fan refused to put a mask on and then threw a beer at a police officer. 
But other than that, Marjorie Taylor Greene enjoyed the game. Baylor Bears coach Scott Drew called the team's COVID pause kryptonite after they suffered their first loss of the season this weekend versus Kansas. Baylor needs to get mentally tough enough to handle a COVID lockdown, said a man who cuts his sandwiches into 12 pieces now to feel like he's dining with friends. Unfortunately for Baylor, choking in March doesn't count as a comorbidity. Alabama announced they are planning to have a full football stadium in the fall. Said a school spokesman, look, it's either that or these people start doing arson. So what do you want? A 2005 Esquire piece about Tom Brady resurfaced this week, featuring the quote, when Senator Tom Brady is on the vice presidential shortlist in 2020. Joke's on Esquire because Brady's speech at CPAC wasn't even that good. He got up there and plagiarized Ted Cruz's Cancun joke. Actually, very uncomfortable. Gronks was great, though. NBA Top Shot released 600,000 new packs for pre-order this weekend to give more collectors a chance to get into the market. They drop in two weeks, which should be just enough time for the Top Shot creators to pack up and sprint their overflowing suitcases across the border. These packs include iconic moments, like a 10-second clip of you realizing Top Shot is a scam. That's why you gotta put the tape over your laptop camera. Tom Brady said after 21 years, he's still motivated by his pre-draft scouting reports. I too am motivated by a perceived slight from 21 years ago, which is why each day I rise and grind to show Denise S. I should have been invited to her birthday party. That's it for the week in news. Coming up next, Josh Gondelman on the roller coaster seas. But first, this episode of Sportfire is very much brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and that is why Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Look, I've shaved everything. I can't stop shaving. It's, it's pretty close to an addiction. And Manscaped has certainly done the job the best of any tool I've used so far, many of which are not for this intended purpose. Manscaped can provide you with everything in the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. That includes the Lawn Mower 3.0, the best ball hair trimmer ever. Additionally, you'll get the Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer, as well as the Crop Reviver, which will keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The three worst things by far that they can do. Manscaped also throws two free gifts into their perfect package, a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day, and a travel shed bag to store all your grooming goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Now it's Josh Gondelman, who I hope briefly tuned out for the manscaped part this is great stick around the boston celtics were supposed to make a leap forward this year but are instead having an extremely confusing season so to get to the bottom of this i reached out to the nicest man in boston sports history comedian <laughs> josh gondelman writer for jesus amaro and, and the host of the make my day podcast josh thanks so much for being here Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, love love to talk about the Celtics. Fantastic. Especially, look, we had a couple of good games in a row, and now I'm feeling a lot less dread about this entire podcast. Yes, so I'm catching you at a strange time, and I was sort of, I mean, mixed emotions. I don't root against the Celtics, but as they had their sort of frantic comeback last night, I was like, what is better for the narrative here? Like, I don't know. I mean, you you watched that game, I assume. What was, 
what were the last 45 seconds like for you? It was very exciting. I loved, first of all, uh, loved seeing them, loved seeing them win a close game, which they had not done in, uh, it feels like perhaps months since like October, maybe. Um, and, and loved seeing them, uh, loved seeing Jason Tatum play well at the end, uh, hit that great kind of twisting layup at the end. Uh, loved the, them pinning Beal on the, the baseline to get the turnover. I just thought it was like a very encouraging way to close out the game in a way where like the last, the last few weeks, they've really had trouble closing out games like that. So it was like very exciting to see. I, texted my friends the Celtics are back Jason Tatum is back uh it's been a real like a real roller coaster season yeah this is a perfect start because you're sort of known for giving people pep talks and so I was gonna ask you to just right off the top give a pep talk to the Celtics season but you're sort of in a better mood overall they might not even need it at this point necessarily I am in a better mood and I do think like they've been doing and saying like the things you hope to hear from a team right like in the in the media like Jeff Teague and Kemba Walker talking about like this adversity has brought us closer together you know we, it, it hasn't been going great on the court but like we're really pulling together as a team and, and so I do think like they've done this before they've been there before right they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals three times in the last four years and the only time they weren't there in the last four years was the season that Kyrie Irving was healthy for the playoffs. So like, this wasn't like they had this superstar who had carried them deep into the playoffs. And now they're like figuring themselves out. Like they got there in that, that um, Terry Rogier Tatum Brown, like kind of young as younger player season. Mar uh, Marcus smart, I think was maybe hurt that year too. And they just like had a deep playoff run. They're, they're good. They're capable. They just need to like play like, like the team they know they can be. Yeah, they're, they're definitely good and capable. I think everybody knows the roster has the guys. This has been a weird year. Obviously, you, you mentioned it's a roller coaster, and there have been no fans for the most part at any of these games. Mm -hmm. We might be seeing fans return to the TD Garden in the not-so-distant future. How do you think live home crowds are going to react to this group of guys? Are they going to sort of prop them up like they have in years past? Or are they still a little bit nervous? I, th I mean, I'm I'm nervous about it just from a public health point of view, but I do think it will like I'm trying I, I have to I feel like I have to address both things. Right. Even just in my brain, I have to be like, this is like a scary time. I hope the the players and the team staffs and the arena uh, employees are like kept safe and healthy as possible. Like, I don't know if this is like big picture, the best thing to be doing. But I do think for the basketball, for the for the on court exploits i think having a home crowd will be will be helpful to, to them and i i think like it is my friend dan crone who's a very funny comedian and and big celtics fan as well was like brought up you're playing against road crowds in some games and no home crowd which is so like the road games when you're in a place like new orleans where they had that big lead and lost it is like an extra road game because you haven't had a home game you haven't had a home game with home fans since last march yeah, it's, it's been really odd to watch. And you do have these games where teams steal them on the road or mm -hmm. fall in road cities where you know they would never fall and you you chalk it up to 2020, 2021. I mean, the Celtics, they, they, it wasn't a great road trip, but their their win in Staples Center against the Clippers, is, it feels like, that's like that was a more winnable road game, perhaps because of the, um, you know, the, uh, the way that the, the acoustics and the vibe and the... And the arena was, and that I think they played that one 
Paul George was out, but maybe Jalen Brown was too. I don't know. This whole everything is such a blur. <laughs> yeah, understandably so. Um, so who is your who's your guy on this roster? Who's your favorite Celtic? And has that opinion changed this year or has that maintained? I have a double XL, which is bigger than my body, a double XL uh Marcus Smart jersey that is hanging up on the wall in my in my in our writer's room. It was in my office when I worked at Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And then when I moved to Jesus and Marrow, I put it up on the wall of our of our writer's room. So I feel like he's he is like as they they always point out he's kind of the heart and soul of the team and i i really i i really like this group i mean like i think jalen brown both in terms of his on the court play and just his like really staunch activism is such like a great presence on the team i love watching um jason tatum when he's like really in a groove like he was last night or last night yeah last night um you know just like uh, he has such incredible like offensive firepower and a two-way player like i i love kemba i like love this i really love this team i love the uh watching like i i'm in the camp of like just get time lord out of the floor as much as possible so i am like a big fan and it and it it's tough i think when when they were struggling uh even last week i think it it was like especially hard because there was no villain right like i think when that that second Kyrie Irving team and not to even I love watching Kyrie play on offense like he's such an a, such a breathtaking offensive player but in that uh in the Bucks series in the playoffs where they got knocked out and you could see him kind of not playing to the best team basketball that I think maybe he was capable of right you kind of go oh I wish he was doing this different I'm so mad but like the the last few weeks of the Celtics kind of struggling you you're like, well, Jason Tatum is recovering from COVID-19. Kemba Walker and, and uh, Jalen Brown are both coming back from these knee injuries or like working through these knee injuries. Marcus Smart hasn't been playing. And then there's like a bunch of first and second year players who are, are you know, aren't quite ready to like carry the team. So there's nobody to be like, like, there's nobody to be like, come on, if this guy were hitting shots, like that was, you just kind of want to be like, guys just do it better or like feel better i hope you all feel better soon it's i mean first off thank you for bringing awareness to the fact that it is really hard to shop for the right size jersey so like Mm -hmm. and just figure out what the fit you want for yourself is like 2xl makes total sense to me this is i went 2xl so i could just put it on the wall it was not and because i was like i'm not i don't think i'm like a wear a jersey out guy and so i figured i would get it as decor my my old office mate ben silva um who writes for john oliver's show is a big lakers fan so we themed our office lakers versus celtics which is very fun okay yeah i like that a lot i i think i i don't think i've been a wear jersey out guy for a couple years but mm-hmm. i especially am not now even post quarantine i'm going out in top hat and tails after this is all oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i mean i could do i have a um a couple celtics t-shirts like i still have the scary terry one mm-hmm. from that playoff run uh 2018 maybe um where the where they made the second edition with the the philadelphia false confetti blast Mm -hmm. um but i had the one before that just like with him with the scream mask and i still it's like a very comfortable shirt and very fun and so i'll wear like a a t-shirt i have a larry bird jersey that i'll wear out but i think like jersey i just like don't i don't have jersey guy confidence 
No, most of us Dan, do not. Dan Soder, <laughs> who's a very funny comedian, has like a whole bit about tank top confidence. And I think like jersey confidence is a little different because you can wear something under it, but it's still, um, it just feels like like your people are going to want to talk to you about sports maybe too much. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand. I completely understand. Especially, yeah, music festivals, I'm not there to, to talk basketball with. with yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so you mentioned this has been a roller coaster. You're feeling more confident now, but it probably wasn't that easy throughout the season. And to make things worse, the Knicks are, I mean, they basically have the same record as the Celtics, but it's different yeah. for Knicks fans. You have to interact with the two most obnoxious Knicks fans on earth every day at work. <laughs> have they let you have it? Or are they being nice? I mean, what is the vibe and relationship there? They definitely are not letting me off easy <laughs> they are well they're i will also i think obnoxious is not quite the right word i would say the two most the, the fervent nick fans mm -hmm. like, because i think there are more they're for sure more obnoxious ones but they are relentless and they deserve i would say Jesus and marrow deserve any nick's success for their as like a reward for their ardent and long-lasting fandom that said they really give it to me when the Celtics are playing badly. Even here's the thing: Th this is this such as their um, confidence as Knicks fans. They'll talk trash about the Celtics when the Knicks are worse. So this, which is easier to let roll out, they'll be like when the Celtics got knocked out of the playoffs last year. They're like, ah, they're no good. The the Heat are better. Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bion. It's like. The Knicks haven't played basketball in like eight months. <laughs> they haven't played basketball like since I was on a JV high school team. And they, you know, still would give it to me. So, uh, yeah, I just know to expect it. Yeah. And yeah, that literally the end of last season was all the good NBA teams getting invited to a fun party and the Knicks being told not to come. And still. Yeah, because they invited two-thirds of the league, right? It was like 20 <laughs> yes. teams came to the bubble. And so the teams that didn't, they didn't play for so long they had like two off seasons as as a celtics fan you know you mentioned that they have earned this that Jesus and mary you feel have earned this yeah how is your relationship with the knicks has it changed at all working on this show or have you not softened either i have look this is this may not win me a lot of friends but it's not like the knicks uh like the knicks were never a, a nemesis to me that's that's what i'll say like i remember them being good when the celtics were bad in the mid 90s right the like ewing starks houston mason knicks um i remember them being good but that was like larry bird had just retired it was um someone just sent me the the 25 year anniversary i think of the rick patino uh Larry Bird isn't coming through these doors speech, mm. which just happened. Uh, someone texted it to me today. <laughs> but, um, you know, there there was like that nadir. So I never there were never in my memory like great Celtics Knicks battles as someone who like grew up in the 90s and aughts. So like I don't have any I don't begrudge other pe other people that I like having teams that they can root for. And I think like the Madison Square Garden rules to see basketball played in so like i when the knicks are good that's fun and exciting for for my life like it's another place you know i can go there when they're when when crowds are allowed and it's safe i could go there to see a game i can see a game at, at barclays which is much closer to where i live but i work right across this our, our office is very close to madison square garden and um so like 
and and I've I've seen the Celtics play the Knicks there, and it's very fun. And so I'm rooting for the Knicks to be good, just worse than the Celtics. So I'm not like I'm I'm not like God. I hope the Knicks lose every game, like which is how when the Lakers were mm-hmm. bad leading up to like even that first season where LeBron was hurt and, and and was on the team, but like you know didn't play for the second half of the season when Lakers were bad. I wasn't rooting for LeBron's injury, but I was rooting for them. I was like, good. I I like when they lose, but I don't feel that way about the Knicks, <laughs> which is unfortunate because you would have gotten your way a lot over the past. Right. Seven. Well, that's kind of why. Right. Like that's why it's it's not as I don't feel it in my bones as much because they were there was never like the. I'm I'm like in that um, in that the Celtics should have won the 2010 Finals. There was that mm-hmm. all that dubious stuff with with uh, Perkins getting hurt and like I just was like um, you know. So I I still even though I missed I was I'm slightly too young for the heyday of like the Magic Bird Celtics duels. But I did like in from 2000. Eight. And also the Lakers were so good in the early aughts. And then the 2008 to 2010, that was like prime me in my like mid 20s, not, you know, just being able to watch all the playoff games and like rooting against the Lakers. And so that has like a much firmer imprint imprint where like the, the Knicks being bad is no fun for me except for that i can make fun of my bosses (laughs) but even then i would rather them be good and lose because that's a much more satisfying making fun of yes and i also think the Celtics should have won the 2010 finals uh, thank you yeah 100 percent. that's that's a slam dunk for me so i thought we might play a little game because you are both a celtics fan and perhaps our nation's foremost duncan expert thank you so i thought maybe i'd list a celtic and then you could tell me what you think their Duncan order would be. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Incredible. Um, so let's start off with the team's probably their current most marketable superstar, Jason Tatum. Ooh. So Jason Tatum, I feel like he um let me see. I think okay. So Jason Tatum is doing those subway commercials now yes. where like and he has the turkey wrap and Draymond Green has the steak one. So I feel like Jason Tatum would want something savory substantive um but but not too heavy so i feel like he would go with like some kind of like wake up rap that's my for tatum yeah perfect that for that i mean that makes total sense to me i don't know why but it does mm-hmm. um what about jalen brown hmm. jalen brown i feel like i don't i don't know if it's just because it's also his name i feel like a hash brown <laughs> just it's something that is like you know it's not super uh super good for you but it's also like it's not like sweets you know so it's like something you're like it it just feels like something um that's like a hash brown i think feels more uh nutritional than it is (laughs) um so i think that's like a nice balance because there's not that much there that's like act you know what actually i'm switching this up i think he would go beyond sausage sandwich amazing and i will i will tell you that resonates for me Yes. I feel like he would go, oh, there's a, a meat-free option that's still high in protein. This seems like – he seems like a conscientious dude. Yep. Awesome. Um, what about your guy, Marcus Smart? Man, I feel like Marcus Smart, he's – he, I feel like would order something, like, a little off the beaten path. Like, I feel like he'd order something a little where you'd be like, that's so crazy. It just might work. <laughs> um, I, I feel like – 
he also wears a lot of robes. So something you you would enjoy in a robe. I feel like he goes um, that here's what we got. Decaf iced coffee because he's already at 11. Yes. Yeah. You can't possibly pep up what is already on right. the ground tapping the floor. Yes. yes. This makes this resonates. Yep. What about uh, possibly the most stressed out man every year the trade deadline arrives? Trader Danny Ainge. What is his Dunkin' order? Well, Danny Ainge, I mean, I think he's also a decaf guy, but hot coffee. Hot black decaf coffee feels like uh, what you drink. Like, hot black coffee feels like a very general manager beverage, right? Like, it's something you drink in a cup when you're sitting around a big boardroom table with, like, eight other people. Just, like, at midnight being like, oh, does the salary cap work? Um but decaf because he's from utah <laughs> yes it, it definitely feels like an order that is, is barked at an intern midway through like a strategizing session yeah he's just and he'll like he'll be like heat it up <laughs> <laughs> like sorry, it's gone cold and he's like heat up my well we can we have fresh coffee no this is decaf heat up my, <laughs> not that he's a shouter necessarily it's just funny to me to imagine someone yelling at an intern to like or at anyone to like uh, you know, don't mistreat interns, but just yelling at someone to like heat up your decaf coffee. <laughs> yeah, I think all GMs have that mindset. Yeah. Um, one final option. What do you think that the patriarch of the Boston Celtics, Red Auerbach, would order today at a Dunkin'? So Red Auerbach, famous for celebrating in, fi- in victory with a cigar, um, right? So he was not a man who when when relishing victory was being health conscious i feel like he would go big with a donut i feel like he would go um boston cream got the city of boston right there in it yeah a legend an icon yeah light up the boston cream donut use the donut Mm -hmm. to plug your cigar yeah 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 yeah. or put a birthday candle in the donut and eat the donut (laughs) in front of everybody while the candle burns yeah, you do what you have to. If you're on top almost every year, you have the right to sort of yeah. sit on your throne and mm-hmm. light a cigar with a donut. I agree. Josh Gondelman, thank you so much for being here. Um, oh, before thanks for you, having me. Before you go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, sure. Um, So watch Jesus and Marrow on Showtime, as we discussed, Thursday and Sunday at 11 p.m. Uh, and, and also, I host a game show podcast called Make My Day, where there's only one contestant every week, so they're guaranteed to win, and their their grand prize is a $100 donation to the charity or aid cause of their choice every week. Amazing. Everybody listen to Make My Day. Thank Everybody you. go to sleep tonight envisioning uh, Red Hour back lighting up a, a cig <laughs> with a donut with on fire. Donut. <laughs> yeah, think about that when you, when you go off to sleep, and, and hopefully better days are ahead for the Boston Celtics. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Thanks so much to Josh Gondelman, who will be accepting 2010 Celtics championship rings if you got him. And now, my final flame. New Arizona Cardinals DEJJ Watt will wear number 99 with the team next season, despite the fact the jersey was previously retired for World War II hero and former Cardinals fullback Marshall Goldberg. Though the Goldberg family agreed to bestow the number upon Watt, something feels off. And it's not the fact that Watt actively chose Arizona in the first place. Instead of what I thought happened, some kind of big-time typo on the transaction wire, in which the vast majority of letters were changed. Either that, or a kind of joke signing, where Watt announced the wrong city and, in exchange, received a large quantity of soup. 
No, my problem with the situation is that Watt ignored the clear right move here. Partner with the military and work together to invent an entirely new number to wear on his jersey this fall. That way, number 99 remains untouched, and our brave men and women get the high honor of creating a number from scratch, the way George Washington and Ulysses S. Grant surely dreamed they'd do someday. Think for a second of all the fun and exciting dips and curves our numbers currently lack. For example, there's no number with a little hook on top of it. I know what you're thinking. The two comes close, but that's not quite a hook. Not where I come from, Peoria. There's also no number that's big and blue. This is the kind of creative opportunity Watt bypassed by callously letting a military family give him a thoughtful gift. And now we're stuck with 99, a number comprised of two of the same digit, a digit that is at least 15 to 20 years old, and I'm bored of it. Before Watt puts on his 99 jersey, he should have to look the entire Air Force in the eye and tell them they won't be able to invent any numerals this Christmas. Come on, JJ, do the right thing. At least let them invent a new language and rename you. It's the literal least you can do. Eternal thanks to the wonderful Josh Gondelman. Please listen to Make My Day, and I will see you next Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.